What's up, guys, and welcome back to the first episode for almost three months now of Senior Quotes. I'm your host, Aiden Broderick, joined by Jack Coleman, and we have a very special guest today. Maybe he can introduce himself? <laughs> yeah, so Drew, why don't you get into it? Yeah. Like, give the fans a little uh, introduction. Yeah. Sure. Um, thanks for having me. It, uh, my name is Drew Gallagher. I'm the coordinating producer of College Game Day and, and college sports on the studio side here at ESPN. Um, and I'm actually coming into my 20th year uh, awesome. at ESPN, coinciding with my 20-year reunion at BC, which we just celebrated back in uh, in June. Which I got to tell you guys, uh, if you're going to go to any of your reunions, make sure it's the 20th. <laughs> well, uh, it was a ranger. Was a blast. <laughs> awesome. Oh my god. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, late, Eagles know how to party. So. What's that? Eagles always know how to party, so I'm, I'm sure the oh, 20th yeah, is was no good. exception. Yeah, so we had the pleasure of meeting Drew last November up at BC, and he was very nice to give us an interview and was seemed really excited to uh, join us for these shenanigans on our show. We've got a lot planned for him. Jack's been working on it for a couple weeks now. I mean, we've, we've really been looking forward to this to kick off the new season with a bang. So Yeah, and Drew is one of uh, the first of many guests that we have coming this year, yeah. so we want to start off by giving a cool football special to everyone. And, I mean, it's a BC really, alum. Yeah, you know? BC alum, so it should be an awesome show. So, Drew, you already talked about BC a little. Obviously, if you guys are tuning in for the first time, Aiden and I both go to Boston College. So, Drew, give us a little rundown of your experience at BC and what propelled you to get to ESPN and College Game Day. Um, well, my experience is probably very similar to your experience right now, which is very similar to the experience of people like Joe Tessitore and Bob Wischusen and others who, who came up through the W. ZBC pipeline, um, you know, we all kind of, I'll speak for myself, but I'm sure you guys say the same, uh, you show up at BC and, and try to do whatever you can while you're there um, to get your foot in the door in the, in the broadcast or journalism industry. Um, that was sort of what I did when, when I was there. I, I wrote for the Heights. I did, a, you know, color, I was a color analyst for BC football and, and uh, NBC hockey. And I absolutely loved it. Um, had the time of my life there. And then, you know, suddenly you're faced with reality um, right around, I'd say, uh, February or March of, senior, of your senior year where all your other friends are getting jobs on Wall Street or wherever. And, and uh, you know, like it is in our industry as it was then and as it, as it is now, it's tough to break into. So, uh I, I was fortunate to eventually get a job at ESPN, but even that took a took a little while. There was a there was a time period after graduation. I spent about three months living on my parents' couch, <laughs> wondering, you know, what the hell I was going to do with my life. Yeah. Um, and and thankfully, I got a job at Messon, uh, which led to led to my job at ESPN. That's awesome, Drew. So you said that you wrote for the Heights and you did some broadcasting. So what was your favorite game that you've covered overall? Oh, God, my favorite game that I covered. Or just a favorite moment, anything like yeah, that. Yeah, favorite sports yeah. experience, you know, yeah. We didn't get to go on a lot of road trips. Like, it was sort of like a special occasion because we, we tried to make sure that everyone got to go on the road the road trip. So my road trip, I think, senior year was uh, I got to go to West Virginia, which – and I don't even remember, like, the score of the game. I'm pretty sure we lost. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it was uh, – Yeah, probably. God, I'm trying to think who the quarterback was then. Um for West Virginia. 
hmm. ended up playing for the Rams. Bulger. Um, yes. Yeah. But what I remember about it was, you know, riding on the team charter bus, and certainly not the first bus or even the second bus, probably a third bus with the parents and <laughs> and whatnot. Um, but riding through the from Pittsburgh to West Virginia, and as you know, we got closer to campus, suddenly these cars started surrounding our bus, and we're getting the middle finger at us left and right, and horns are honking, and and Morgantown is a place unlike any other on the planet, and and I loved it. I loved sort of the. Um, you know, the, the hostility that they greeted the opposing team with. Um, and it was, you know, once we got in there, it was more of the same. It's just such a unique place. Um, so that really stuck out. I've, I've loved Morgantown ever since. It's one of my favorite spots that we go to. I was going to say, have you been back there for college game day? Have there been some good experiences there since? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's great. I, I'll never forget the first time we I was there for the football show. They, they had been there before, but the first time – I got to go to a football show there, 2015 or so. Um, one of my favorite things every week on game day is the walk mm-hmm. from our production office to the truck, cool. usually around 8.30 Eastern, uh, walk out to the truck. And on that walk, I could hear the set from a, a distance as we got closer, as they're singing Country Roads, mm. and they were just going through all that. And like it, it, it just gave me chills. Um, so, yeah, it was cool. We've done the basketball show there, too. It's great. Very cool, yeah. That's awesome. So, Drew, why don't you give us a little rundown of your, just for the BC fans, a rundown of your living situation each year at BC through your four years. So, where were you oh freshman God. year? And, like that, yeah. I could tell you every single detail. Uh, <laughs> freshman year, Duchesne East mm. 006. Cool. All right, Newton. Newton. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was a Newton campus alum. Loved Newton campus. Okay. I had a great time there. Um, we were in the basement of Duchesne East. Duchesne East. And then... Nice. Uh, <laughs> Sophomore year, Walsh 401. Ooh, we had nice. a nice little eight man. We finally moved over to main campus. I, Walsh is still standing, if I'm not. Oh yeah, indeed. I mean, barely, stuff. barely, but it's there. <laughs> barely standing. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And then um, junior year, well, we went off campus to 17 Kinross. Okay. Which was just a phenomenal time. We had 13, 13 guys stuffed in there, and it was uh, it was mayhem. Um, <laughs> stumbling up and down Sutherland Road. And, of course. Uh, we had a blast. <laughs> and then, uh, and then uh, senior year, we were in Mod 19B, which since they've renamed them, it's the Mod that if you're coming down from the parking garage and walking towards the Mods, it's the, the bank of Mods that are facing you. It's mm-hmm. the first okay. one on the right. Okay, sure. So, Actually, I got to go in there last fall after, when we did the, the game day show before the Clemson game. I stayed for the game and I took my wife and uh, a couple others, and we knocked on the back door of the mod and barged our way in, and and uh, it was great. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so, I mean, for us, we we were both in the same quad in Gonzaga, so we, we were upper, no big deal. I mean, it's, it's all right. Um, yeah, you, you, you guys look down your nose at the Newton kids, though. Oh, of course. We still do. <laughs> yeah, yeah of course. But uh, this year we are in a Vandy nine-man, so that's pretty nice. Um, and then we just got settled or finished with some of the paperwork for 290 Foster. Um, and then senior year is up in the air. So yeah. hopefully we're in at least maybe your mod, but you know, one of the mods maybe. <laughs> Good luck with that. It's, yeah. it's, it's tough. Believe me, it, it, it's, it's, it's as big as, it's as big as they make it seem. Yeah. All, all right. my buddies who were up in, uh, I think they were in Rubenstein. Sure. Uh, they, they, they just would just crash our place and then we just send them back. <laughs> That's usually how it goes. Well done. 
So in, in terms of game day, I mean, you've obviously in 20 years at ESPN, I've had some awesome experiences, but with game day, what do you think has been some of the craziest moments, just some of, some of the things that really stick with you through the years? Oh my goodness. Um, well, I've, I've only, I, this, will, this will be my sixth year traveling every week with the show um, as the coordinating producer. Before that, I oversaw features and produced features for the show. So my history traveling with the show doesn't go back as far, certainly as you know, Herbie or Lee Corso or Chris Felica or uh, some of those folks. But you know, for me, some of the craziest moments I, I remember back to, I think the second show I traveled to was when we went to Fargo, uh, Fargo, North Dakota, for the second time we went there uh, for North Dakota State. And you know, the first time was a crazy scene. The second time was even bigger. You know, they closed down Main Street. They... You know, the same crowd that showed up for game day on Saturday basically showed up on, on Wednesday when our production trucks rolled in. Like, <laughs> wow. You're talking about, like, production, you know, yeah. semi-trucks semi just driving down the street. Like, why why would that be interesting when we're <laughs> carving out time of your day? But, like, people cared. And I think that speaks to, you know, the connection that, that this show has built with the fans. Mm. Um, you know, going back before I, I started working on the show, but it's something we don't take for granted, you know, like... It's um, it's a really important part of college game day. The other one of the craziest parts or moments I remember was uh, when we did the show at Ole Miss. I think it was the same year, 2015, and we had Katy Perry as our guest picker, and our our truck was really close to the set. And when she walked out of the bus, I mean, and and we didn't see any of this. We're inside the truck. We took our our blimp cam, and only then could we see like the mob of humanity that was surrounding our truck at that moment. And you could feel like when they were cheering, you could feel the vibration in the truck when she like came out. And that was when I kind of realized like, wow, she's pretty big deal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then she ended up, you know, coming on and having a real memorable appearance. So um, yeah, you know what? I mean, there's a crazy moment every single week in some capacity. And like the best part about it is, we never know what it's going to be. Like, I think one of the secrets to the show is it's so unpredictable. And, you know, for us, our job is to kind of put things in place to let unpredictable moments kind of happen organically, but not necessarily produce them. Um, so hmm. leaving room for spontaneity is really important to us. Drew, what were some of those crazy, unexpected moments uh, this year when College Game Day came to the Heights and we had the BC Clemson game? How was that experience for you? Oh my God, that was that was so cool. Um, you know, it was like a little rainy that day, and I wasn't sure what the turnout was going to be that morning. <laughs> yeah. And I was promising everyone, hey, it's going to be huge. Believe me, like BC, it, it's going to it doesn't happen all the time. They're going to show up. And it was a little rainy. I was like, uh oh, okay, well we'll see. And then again, I walk out, um, you know, to see the crowd at like 7 a.m. and they were already packed. And I was like, okay, this is we're going to be good here. But. uh I remember there was, a, there was a, a portion of the show we were talking about the game, and I got in Herb Street's ear and I said, "Hey, say," I said, "I don't do this all, but I said, hey, say if, if BC wins, they're going to be partying in the mods tonight." <laughs> and so he did, I said, "Just say it." And he said it. He didn't know what the mods were or anything. <laughs> of course, he said that the whole crowd erupts, <laughs> and he just started laughing. He was like, "We had a, we talked about it in the break. It was fun, but um, yeah." What were some of the other good parts of that show? Tom Rinaldi, like, he did a, a piece on the uh, 
the Notre Dame, uh, a bunch of Notre Dame alums who have a motorcycle group, and he tagged the piece by riding away on some motor scooters. <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, man, I don't know. It was it was just good. Just just seeing the fans react to the show. Um, it was great. Yeah, I mean, we got out there at like four thirty or five o'clock to uh, make sure that we were front row. I think we each saw ourselves on some of the highlights on Twitter after it. Obviously, we uh, weren't watching the show. I mean, we were watching the show live right there, but it was such a cool experience for us as well. Just looking up at the set, and uh, even though the backs were turned to us, I mean, Corso uh, was kind of like toying with the fans before the show went on. It, it was pretty funny. It, it was it was just such a cool experience for us as you, well. You've so. got to have some awesome Corso stories, right? Yeah. Like, what you, like, is there any Lee Corso moment that stands out for you? Oh, man. Um... God, one of my jobs every every Friday is I work with Lee on his scripts, and he is uh, he is just an all timer. Uh, I truly love that man; he's great. Um, good course of stories. Yeah, it's, I think it was Penn State like two years ago. Um, we uh, we wanted to start the show with the Penn State Lion. They have a tradition where they, they, they crowd surf the Penn State Lion mascot. And we were like, let's let's crowd surf the lion, but let's have Corso next to him. <laughs> so we're all set to do it. It's 10 minutes before the show, and our security team said, you know, hey, listen, we're not so comfortable with this. Not sure this is a good idea. You know, this, what, ha- what if something happens to Lee? Like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. So man. We're, now, now we're second-guessing ourselves. We're like, oh, man, like, I, I, I don't want to be responsible for getting Lee hurt. God, you know, God knows what could happen. So we get in Lee's ear and say, hey, Lee, you know, what do you think about this? You know, security's not totally on board with it. You know, what do you think? And he, he just said something like, bull bleep. We're like, we're doing it. Like, <laughs> like we're like, okay, we'll here we lot. go. And like, five, four, three, two, go. And then like, <laughs> boom, he goes. It was a great moment, but uh, he's a great man. That's no, incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so looking back at that, at the game day that was at BC, I mean, obviously Clemson goes on to beat Bama and win the national championship. But looking back at that game, I mean, BC had them for a moment. And we if winning. Anthony Brown doesn't get hurt, you know, defensively, we kind of held our own that game. Uh, you know, it's kind of up in the air <laughs> For a still. little bit, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. B- BC was playing them as as close as anyone really had up, up to that season, uh, up to that point in the season, save for Syracuse, which was mm-hmm. um, a little bit of a different situation with the quarterback, Clemson's quarterback going out for that game. Right. But, um, yeah, BC was hanging, and, and God, who knows what would have happened if Brown had stayed healthy. Um, I, I don't think we would have won the game. I, I think... Clemson's defense that night was playing about as they, I think that was the game when they really came into their own. You know, they were really hyped last year. Their front four, oh, and yeah. rare is it when the, you know whatever if it's a, a, a player or a unit like lives up to the hype. They exceeded it last year. I thought I thought that game was like I mean they were just living in our back in our backfield all night. Um, it was tough. I'm not sure that even a healthy Brown would have done anything that night. Yeah, but they would have kept it close. I mean, we did put up a good fight, as Jack said. I think the coolest moment, though, is when we took the lead and Michael Walker brought back that punt or kickoff, I believe a punt for a touchdown, punt, yeah. and we were going crazy in the fan section. I mean, what? that was the coolest moment I think I've had at a BC sporting event so far. So did you guys, I mean, you saw that. You said you were at the game. What did you think of that moment specifically? Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, that was, and like, 
isn't that like you know what it's all about? You know, right. like, mm. to have that memory of that of that moment. Um, okay, they lost the game, but like for, for at least for that split second, it was like you don't hear a roar like that in alumni every weekend. Oh, and and just to to feel that and know that like know that that place is capable of that. Mm. Um, it was really cool. No doubt. Yeah. So. I mean, looking ahead to this year, I, I mean, I know you're involved with all the different football teams going on. You don't really have enough time to look at specific scheduling, but I'm looking at November 9th is Boston College, Florida State for the Red Bandana game. What do you think it would take for BC to get another college game day and specifically for <laughs> Red Bandana? I mean, before that, they have Syracuse and Clemson uh, away. Do you think... It needs to be like an undefeated season leading up oh into my. that, or I mean, it's not. Yeah. that's out there. Yeah. But yeah, hang on, I'm I'm taking a look at what the November 9th slate looks like. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So give me a second here. I don't. I'm trying to see if Bama, LSU is that Ooh. weekend. Well, we're not beating that. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, no. <laughs> well, you never. Here's the thing, though. As I pull this up, you never know how the schedule is going to shake out. Like what you think is going to be an important game on August 15th can end up being meaningless by November and vice yeah. versa. Like a game that seemed off the radar can all of a sudden, you know, the conference can be at stake there. So um, it's funny, Chris Felica, our researcher, puts out a list that we kind of update throughout the year of all the potential game day sites, the biggest games. So uh, hold on, I'm pulling that up right now. November 9th. November 9th, we've got Iowa State at Oklahoma. Hmm. LSU at Bama, Iowa, Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, so, and then certainly, like we don't just stick to this list. It could be any game. Sure. But uh, I will say this: LSU Bama is going to be. It's going to be a huge game this year. Of course. Um, I think LSU is is really strong. Bama is Bama. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not sure they are what they were last year. I think there's a lot. Still too great some, offensively. Some, I think love question still. marks on the defense. Right. But um. Um, yeah, who knows? I mean, that would be great to be there at the Red Bandana game. Certainly, be an unbelievable thing. I think oh, yeah. more realistically, though, uh, looking ahead, I mean, BC their schedule isn't necessarily crazy difficult to start the year. And looking at the October twenty sixth slot away at Clemson, you know, if it, that's an ACC matchup too, and if BC is maybe undefeated going into that, I could see maybe that. Being an away game, yeah, especially if we win against yeah. BT at home, Louisville on the road, those would be two big victories. NC, NC State. State at home as well, yeah. so yeah. We'll what? Uh, first of all, do you guys? We should go like. Do we have time to go game by game here? Oh like, yeah, we have Why all not? Time okay. We're on summertime, man. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I, w- I would say though, like I don't know. I know we're at Notre Dame, um, and that's probably a game a lot of people are going to travel to. I will be there. Um, yeah, I'm pumped for it. Yeah. yeah. But don't sleep on at Clemson. Um, mm. It's, it's mm. a little—it's probably about the same difficulty to travel. You can fly into Charlotte or Atlanta and drive. Um, but that's a great team. You're, you'd be catching, you know, the nation's best quarterback. Mm. You know, it's uh, that would be a great road trip. All right, so here we go. So I think like, BC's schedule lays out really interestingly. There's a lot of easy games early, and then it gets tough. So, like, what do you? All right, so we start. You know, Virginia Tech. Yep. That's a huge game out of the gate. Like, what do you guys think? Definitely, and I think it being at home is huge. Yeah. First game of the year, I think we can take that one. I mean, we beat them last year. I'm right? double checking. I'm, I'm that pretty right sure now, we did. Away. So. 
I think they've gotten better. That's what I think yeah. about Virginia Tech. But the fact that it's at home and we want to start off with a victory. And you have Anthony Brown, A.J. Dillon right out of the gate. I'm gonna, thinking that's going to be It's going to come game. down to A.J. Dillon, and I personally think he's going to be healthy at least starting off the season. Mm-hmm. You know, the workload yep. will get heavier and heavier, but for now, hopefully we see the best of him, you know. No doubt. I mean, it, him and Brown, you know, their health is going to be crucial. I think that's a swing game. Like, I think they have three swing games on the schedule, but let's let's just call that a win. And then they have then they have Richmond and Kansas back-to-back, two home games. Right. You think those are those are two wins. Yeah, I'm. I'm thinking those are wins. Kansas, I like, hope so. Richmond, I feel like it's a lock, but we'll see. I mean, don't sleep on the spiders. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, Kansas though is an interesting game coming in on Friday night. You've got less miles coming in. Yeah. Um, they're probably going to be two and zero. Granted, it's a it'll be a pretty weak two and zero. I think they have uh, Coastal Carolina and somebody else. Coastal Carolina is not a lock, but yeah. um, you know if Can if if Les is coming in at two and zero and BC two and zero on a Friday night, that'll be a fun game. Um, then at Rutgers, so now you know, I think that's a win. I'm expecting a BC home crowd at Rutgers. Yeah. There's a lot of New Jersey alumni yeah. uh, from Boston College, and I think they would be very inclined to go to that game. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so now we're potentially, if, if, if you're giving them the Virginia Tech win out of the gate, now that we're saying maybe 4-0 here. Hopefully, yeah, yeah. we'll say so for, yeah, for the sake home of Home against Wake Forest. I mean, that, I mean, Wake is tough for sure, but again, it's like four and zero. You got the momentum, and you're at home again. Yeah, like, not a walkover, but momentum home. We squeaked out a win on the road. Yeah, so yeah. Now Louisville. At Louisville. <laughs> at Louisville's tricky. I mean, they're going to be yeah. better than last year, but last year I think they were a three-win team. I think. Yeah, I. They definitely, I think, underperformed last year for the program. And I still think they're yeah. kind of weak this year. Huh. I don't know. So I guess what I'm getting at is there's potential yeah. for again if, if everything's if, if everyone's healthy six and zero oh, is that crazy to say? I, like yes, it's wild <laughs> saying it, but really looking at it game by game, it's like there are a couple swing ones where it can go either way and BC could come out on top. We gotta remember so, this is BC football though. Like we yeah. I, we haven't yeah. seen this in Steve Adazio's run <laughs> as head coach. That's the thing. I think that like around that Wake game is when it comes down to like Adazio. Okay. I, like early on, I'm expecting big things from like Brown, Dylan. Yeah. But like when it starts getting that momentum shift, I really think that's when Adazio needs to come in as this big playmaker for the team. And for sure, on the call, yeah. being top of his game. All right. So if we're six and zero after Louisville on the road, which I think yeah, we got to have a six and zero, and now they're going to be ranked, you know, coming <laughs> right. in ranked in top ten. There we go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> NC State now at home. Now I think that's a swing game. Yeah, I'd say so. And then. And then it gets tough. Now you're at Clemson. That's a loss. Now that's you, a loss. You're at We're Tennessee, not gonna. Yeah. They're tough. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna give that one as a loss. Let's give. Yeah. We'll, we'll give beautiful Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you well, know, well like definitely Clemson's <laughs> yeah. a loss. But then, yeah, Syracuse as well because it was a little tough. To Syracuse see. is very hard. I think that's. I believe Drew. You also just said that was a loss. Is that right? Or am I jumping the what, gun? Syracuse. Yeah. yeah. I have Syracuse at, at the Carrier Dome. I got him. I got him losing. Yeah. Agreed, agreed. Agreed. Okay. So just making sure on the same page. So we're saying. Yeah. We're still saying seven and two, so we've already hit the Steve Adazio seven <laughs> wins, right? Now at NC State, I'm still that that's a swing. Right, I, that's I, I true. Really don't know on that one. NC but, State, uh, I really don't know either. You have to hope yeah. like six and zero is a lot of momentum, but NC yeah. State is. I believe they beat us in their like in NC State last year. I'd have to double check that, but they're a good team. I mean, they did. I have it right here. Twenty. Yeah. 
uh, 28-23. But, uh, oh, that was a heartbreaker, yeah. actually. I do yeah, remember that. Like, I definitely remember that. Was, that was AJ <laughs> got hurt in the middle of it, I yep. think. Came back, right. but... Okay, so... And then, and then we got the Red Bandana game, which I had as an L, but, like, I forgot it was the Red Bandana game, and we all know crazy things happen there. Yep. So, yes. Miami knows, this year but, uh, awesome. Florida State's going to be good. They're, they're, they're going to be better this year than before. Um, <laughs> yeah. And they still beat us last year, I want to say... Or it was close, but we just, it should have been a win for us, and I think we let it slip, which was one yeah. of the toughest ones to see from last year. Yep, 22-21. Yeah. yeah. So we have to look for redemption there, and I know they're going to be better than they were last year. But Red Bandana, like you said, there's some magic on those Friday, Saturday nights, you know, of so course, we'll see. Yeah. But I'm going to put, I'm going to call that a loss, though, just, I, yeah. just to be a realist. And then... At Notre Dame, I'm gonna. Uh, that's a tough one. That's, yeah, uh, that's loss. very tough. That's a loss. Have we hit seven? And then, I don't think so. And then at Pitt is a swing game. So uh, I'm calling me, Pitt a loss if we're losing Clemson, Cuse, Florida State, Notre Dame. Right, because that's just like that has to be a loss you're as just, well. You need some kind of momentum going into that yeah. final game, and it's a way. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's a loss if if that's the way it's going. So even if we're giving ourselves the NC State win. We are only going seven and five because of those last five games, which is just so typical BC. Heartbreaking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah, we're setting ourselves up for that for a rough end of the year. But um, <laughs> yeah, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can break the seven win barrier here. And uh, you know, I, I'm a fan of of, of Steve Adazio. I think you know, I think it would be great for him to kind of take the program, you know, to kind of where we all think he could take it. Um, you know, I think they've got a lot to replace on the defensive side. By no means am I an expert here. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, well, the, one of these guys I'm watching is uh, Vrabel. Sure. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, Vra- uh, Coach Vrabel's son, uh, who's the offensive tackle. Uh, I hear a lot of good things about him. I mean, we had another solid year of recruiting from what I saw. But, I, I mean, we lost so many seniors last year, especially on the defense. So I wonder if we'll see any freshmen or redshirt freshmen from our class step up big. Uh, and I mean that's the beauty of college football, right? You have new players coming in every single year, new new heroes who are filling in for the seniors that left the year before. So I'm just excited to see what new names we'll be tracking for this fall. You know, it's just exciting to have BC football back. For yeah, sure. yeah. So to finish off, I mean that was a lot of fun, great interview. Let's do a little five fingers. We like to call it five fingers around here. We're shaking it up. Uh, so. We're going to do a bit of a draft of a top five, two top fives. We're going to start off with top five stadium atmospheres in college football. So, Drew, as our guest, this is is in like heat of the moment, heat of the game. (laughs) What's your number one pick for stadium atmosphere in college football? Okay. I I spent some time on this. Um, So one of the great things about game day is – when we when we go somewhere, we're we're almost always catching that team, that program, that campus in its in its best environment, right? Mm-hmm. Like you go to Bama for for when they're playing LSU and the place is crazy. They could be playing Abilene Christian the next week and it's a ghost town, you know. So like <laughs> it's we're fortunate. Like I we get to go to all these places when they are sort of in peak condition. So. My number one is a no doubt about it, no brainer of all the places we've been. And by the way, we haven't, I haven't been everywhere. So I'm, I'm basing some of my draft off of personal experience, but also some on reputation and what I've seen on TV. Sure. But this one I've been at and it's unbelievable. And uh, Penn State 
Yeah. White out. No better place, hands down, for a college football game. Okay, cool. I'm going to take the second pick. Oh, I have to go back to yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, All right. <laughs> and I'm the least prepared of the three of us right now, but I, I think <laughs> I have my first pick, and it's going to be one of the two Death Valleys. I'm going to go LSU, who you were Ooh. hyping up, one of the best atmospheres SEC's got to offer in all of college football, I think. It's one of the Death Valleys for a reason. Maybe I can get the other one if uh, Coleman lets it slip, but that will be my first selection as LSU. Yeah, mine was also going to be LSU, so I'm going to go with the other Death Valley. Yeah. Clemson, <laughs> Memorial Stadium, it's an electric atmosphere, and you know it's, it's known as Death Valley for a reason. Exactly. You, know, you go in there, and you don't know who's coming back out alive. Um, yeah. and, then, and then this is my back-to-back, so I'm going to go with – I think I'm going to go with – Michigan Stadium, University of Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think that's an electric atmosphere as well. Okay. Uh, well, you've taken my second selection as well. <laughs> um, so I'm going to take Michigan's biggest rival and go Ohio Stadium yeah. for Ohio State. Uh, I mean, I don't know from experience, but I have friends who go there and friends who are diehard Ohio State fans their whole lives. And I've seen it firsthand that that stadium... I mean, it's these crazy, like, we can't compare with Alumni Stadium the size of it. Yeah. When you pack out an Ohio Stadium or Michigan's or any of those, it, it's insane. I mean, Drew, you know firsthand. We haven't really had that experience yet, but I'm going to take Ohio Stadium as my second pick for that reason. So, Drew, you get two my, back-to-back. Okay, I'll to finish that. My, my wife went to Ohio State, and her whole family went to Ohio State, and we go to at least one game there every year. It is, uh, that's a great scene. Um, their student section fills the entire end zone. Um, and when they, when they do OHIO around the stadium and, you know, the four sort of corners of it, it's, uh, it's awesome. All, All right. right. I got the dream so, approval. Good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My next pick, um, I'm going to go with the Rose Bowl. Oh, nice. that was nice. going to be mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and when, and, and, and this is sort of probably an unfair pick, but, <laughs> Not for for a big UCLA game, but for the Rose Bowl itself. Okay, sure. Uh, really, an unbelievable environment. The sun setting behind the mountains and everything that go, comes along with it. It just like oozes college football. Such tradition. Um, the grass at the Rose Bowl. Um, I can't even explain like the. It, it feels better than it is than it looks beautiful if that makes sense like it's just yeah. it's it's amazing how they manicure that grass so the rose bowl okay now, now i get another pick right you do. okay a little bit of a weird one here i'm going Neyland stadium knoxville tennessee cool oh okay. yeah i love that place it's old school it's you know it, it's amazing over over the years as a lot of these sec uh stadiums have uh sort of been modernized, Neyland has sort of kept its old school charm, still seats like 100,000 plus, and when they get that place checkerboarded out, and there's a Vol Navy, and uh, it's just a great place to see a game. All right, I'm going to make my third pick, and it's going to make this draft a little hard on Drew at the end, because I'm going to take Take Me Home, Country Roads, Mm. to the place where I belong, West Virginia. It's Mountaineer Field, and... (laughs) I had it on my list. I, With you speaking of your experiences there, that just made me know that I had to take it here if uh, if they were still on the board. Kind of a sleeper pick, but also yeah, feels cool. like a steal. you know. So Mountaineer Field is my third pick, West Virginia. All right, my back-to-back, I'm going 
you know, Notre Dame Stadium, classic Ooh, Notre Dame. Okay, you, sure. you can't overlook the Fighting Irish. I, they always show out. Football is the name of that school. Easily going with Notre Dame there. And then my second is going to be Brian Denny Stadium, Alabama. You know, a big right. game like against LSU. It had to be picked. It has to be picked. Yeah. Alabama needs to come off the board. I agree. I, I think Drew and is right. And it's a steal. Right. I was going to say, they shouldn't have gone in the first round like Drew was saying, but they deserve to be picked. I'm going to take another SEC team here. In the swamp, I'm gonna take Florida Gators. Uh, yeah, do the did my Gator clomp. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I, I mean, exactly. Our friend uh, Ethan Coakley goes there, and I mean, he had a blast. And those yeah. games are just insane. And I, and it's clear we're taking so many Southern teams. Like the the football atmosphere in the South. Well, when it's nice out all day and you can tailgate all day, I mean, yeah. everyone's going <laughs> to... But it's, it's... They can make it in the stadium. It's going to be a wild scene. It's a religion down there, right? Sure, football is a religion in the South. Yeah, it's a whole different thing down there, I have to say. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a week-long event mm-hmm. leading up to the games. And, um, you know, for the biggest games, it's sort of like the entire town... Um, comes out it's just it's really unbelievable and the whole town comes alive that's one of the things we love is like exploring the restaurants and just all those sort of you know local traditions and everything it's one of the cool parts of the job so um all right so i'm up next here and you've yep. got your two picks you have your final two right. picks for this job i have two picks okay so i'm gonna i'm gonna leave the south yeah i'm, I'm right. going on i'm gonna pick one not based on firsthand experience and okay. i'm embarrassed that i haven't been to this stadium uh, but Mitchie Stadium at West Point, yeah, on the banks on the banks of the Hudson. Um, <laughs> that is, you know, I, and I'm only going off of what I've seen on TV and 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 everything. But it is just a beautiful, beautiful place to watch a game, especially you know mid fall as the the leaves are turning there on the Hudson, uh, and all and all the pageantry that goes with Army. Um, the Army Navy game is. Oh. It's my all-time favorite rivalry. We love going to that game every year. So I'm embarrassed because it's you know an hour and a half from where I live in, in outside Hartford, Connecticut. Sure. I've never been, so that's on my list. Okay. And then you get one, one more, more here. Yep. Final pick. Okay. God, <laughs> I, I ranked them here, but I want to. I need feel like I need to make my last one count. Sure. Um. All right. I'm gonna go. I'll go. I'll go. Austin Stadium. Um, just a very cool environment to see the Ducks, especially yeah. when the Ducks have it rolling. Um, you know, a few years ago when they were sort of pioneering the up tempo offense and the Daglo uniforms, and that place is just so loud. Uh, it's just a unique place. So Austin. Yeah, cool. Ducks. Ducks are my team to uh, look out for this year. I really mm. think that they're going to be something special. Justin Herbert, the yeah, guy that we wanted uh, to be picked for the Giants <laughs> a few months back, but yeah, he he should he looks pretty good. I mean, yeah. we'll see how he does in his final season. All right, we're from, gonna see them. Uh, we're gonna see them August thirty first, game day plug here. There we go. August thirty first, nice. game day live from Fort Worth uh, before the uh, Auburn Oregon game. That's right. That's what a way to kick off the season too. That's an exciting yeah. game. All right, my final pick. Well, for, actually, first of all, I was thinking of almost going Lincoln Financial for the Army-Navy game, but, you know, Drew already gave the plug for all that. I've been there before, and like you said, it's just an incredible experience, and there's just this passion from those two teams because it's the, the game means so much for two programs who, you know, might not be in it for, like, the college football playoffs that season, but 
that game is their playoff. That game is their Super Bowl, if you will. But my final pick will be, because of the tradition of this school and football down the South, like I was saying, uh, I got to say the full name, but Daryl Royal Texas Memorial Stadium, the Texas Longhorns. I mean, just another one where... Who's down? Yeah, I don't, down I don't even know. Am I going to get a fine? <laughs> Hopefully not, but I, I'm a... I really do like Texas. I always like the burnt orange. I mean, it's my dad's, one of his favorite schools to root for as well. So I got to go with them. And I really like the list that I ended up getting. But, Coleman, who are you going to finish with? Yeah, see, I, th- I was trying to save Mitchie Stadium for my last pick. And then I was thinking maybe of picking Navy. But I think I'm going to finish it out strong with Sanford Stadium, Georgia yeah. Bulldog. I mean, Good come on. Yeah. Georgia football, can't get better than that. And just a good shout out to Boise State just for having that blue turf. Oh, of course. Although, you know, they, they could have gotten a pick. That'll be on our honorable mentions. Yeah, the honorable mention list. But okay. I also have Kyle Field, Texas A&M. Yeah. I mean, there's so many. And, yeah. Uh, as Drew knows from all the ones he's gone to, every school. Well, my, my, my list of honorable mentions would have been uh, Blacksburg for the uh, Enter Sandman entrance and everything that comes with mm. it there. Mm. Kyle Field's unbelievable. Uh, Auburn. Colorado. I've never. I've only been to yeah, uh, on a campus so visit kind of thing. So empty stadium, but it's so beautiful there. When Ralphie comes out, so great. Uh, Camp Randall, mm. uh, such a great place to see a game. And then Kinnick Stadium. With, now they got that that wave, the 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 wave to the Children's Hospital. There. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's a cool awesome. tradition. Yeah. Um, so I, that's sort of on the list as well. No and doubt. And the Fargo Dome. Got to give got to give a shout out to the Fargo Dome. Yeah, no, no doubt that uh, the Wave deserved to mention. What a cool tradition that's become, for sure. But I was going to say, like, as we have been saying during this interview and the show, any one stadium can give you that atmosphere depending on the game. I mean, alumni gave it to us for the Clemson game, uh, and I'm sure you've seen it everywhere you've gone when college game day is present. You get that college game day experience, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, I, and I'll, I'll say this, I mean, to BC's credit and specifically Martin Jarman, like, yeah. The atmosphere at that game against Clemson was up there with any big game atmosphere in all of college football. Um, Love to hear. From everything to you know the light show they put they put on before the game, mm-hmm. um, just the overall game atmosphere, game presentation. Uh, I, I think he's doing a lot of good things to really help uh, sort of the game day experience there. Um, I know they I think they opened up tailgating for. Another another hour, which yep, four hours. Um, it, <laughs> yeah. It's something. Like look, it's something. Like it, yeah. It, and uh, yeah. T- and we, we got rid of seated pretzels too, right? That's that's been think, that's gone. Yeah, I think so. Oh, what was that? Seed. Yeah. Um, the seed. The, the pretzels that had seeds on them instead of salt. Oh sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember any seated pretzels. Uh, so I believe <laughs> okay. so. Believe alone, I say seeds is free. <laughs> <laughs> that was the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, I mean, I, every game that we've gone to, even like Holy Cross at the beginning of our freshman year, like a game where it doesn't mean much in terms of maybe the college football rankings or whatnot, but it's been a fun experience. So I, I agree, Martin Jarman's doing a great job in that regard. But, I, but I'll say this, though, and this, this is sort of a call out to BC fans, but uh, it really does start with the fans. And you know, I'll just take Penn State as, as an example, you know, we went in there last year for the game against Ohio State. Now, granted, it's Penn State, Ohio State. It's a humongous game, right? But still, every the whole the entire place was filled forty five minutes before kickoff, right? And it was jumping, and I mean, it was that way throughout the entire game. Um, 
that's on BC fans to make that happen. Yeah, like definitely. The, the in-stadium experience is as good as you make it. And, you know, totally. fans need to know that they are part of it. And if they're not contributing, they can't complain about it. I thought you were also going to mention maybe, like, how Penn State has the whiteout, like you said, during the draft. And what BC needs to bring back in full force is the superfan shirt, which is just gives another level and another layer to that fan experience and the the fan section making an impact on the actual game. I feel like yeah. What what happened there? Has it just gone away? Yeah, I mean they give them out. They give them out. People sometimes wear them the first game or what, so. A lot of freshmen do. I think there's no motto on the back, mm-hmm. which makes them stick yeah. out now as. Maybe who's a freshman or an underclassman and who's an upperclassman. Yeah. They should have just kept some kind kept of a uniform. Or, or I something. don't know. But now it's just like mid January, you'll just pretty much see like some random dude at the plex, like <laughs> yeah. rocking one yeah, yeah, as he's yeah, yeah. lifting weights. Right. <laughs> so I think if there was a little more tradition or importance placed on those, we would have another really cool aspect to our fan section. Yeah. You know, Moment something. of silence yeah. for the Plex, too. It's, <laughs> it's gone now, so... I'm looking forward to... R.I.P. What's the new... Um, Margot Connell... We'll figure out some yeah, cool names for I'm, it I'm eventually. Sure have you heard about that, Drew? The, the Plex going I, away? Well, I, yeah, I've seen the pictures, and yeah, when they, when they tore down the Plex, all, all sorts of ghosts escaped from that place. That was <laughs> uh, home, home of many, many pickup games. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, legendary. Yeah, may or may not have climbed on that roof a couple nice. couple nights. <laughs> we'll we'll say you didn't. We'll say you didn't. But yeah, but it didn't. All right, cool, cool. <laughs> but if you did, yeah, if you did. All right. So, what's your final segment plan, Jack? Do we have one more? Quick yeah. Draft? So real quick, we'll do another quick draft of top five college game day signs. I've I have a list here. How about if you two guys are prepared? I want to see you guys go back and forth. All right. Because right. I have, I'm not. I, I, first of all, I have to say this. I, I'm not sure I'm prepared, but oh. I, I can try to stumble through it. Okay. I'll, I'll say this about the signs. Um, there's so many good ones every single week. Like the signs almost like reaffirm my faith <laughs> in our youth good. in America. Like the creativity and the sense of humor, and they're so topical and they're so like well put together. I mean, people spend a lot of time on mm-hmm. these signs, so uh, they're hilarious. Unfortunately, all the best ones I probably can't like really say sure. here. Yeah, of course. Um, Try to keep it clean. Yeah, you know, yeah. But yeah. yes, I- I'll try to stumble my way through, but I might not be able to get to five. Let's let's see how we can do. We'll do back and forth, so there's no snake draft okay. here. It's uh, we'll let Jack start because I know you're prepared. You have okay. List. Let's see. I'm going to start out with Tebow helps third world countries. SEC schedules them. I think that's awesome. I think you get a little Tebow innuendo in there and then, you know, some SEC puns and stuff like that. I think that's really cool. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So I might not be going with my best, most favorite ones, but you're just some of the memorable ones. You made me think of one. Um, I think it was Tim Tebow wears jorts. Nice. That's awesome. I mean, that was was sort of the start of the jorts signs. And then we did a, I think we did a story on Tebow later that season and, Ronaldo came out of it. He, he tagged the piece. He was wearing jorts. And <laughs> are are jorts back though? What, Blake Griffin also wears jorts from that one commercial. Oh, so uh, do are jorts back or we'll have to Tebow kill? Discuss that as the year goes on. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, All right, my second, pretty simple. I'm just going with it. Our panhandle is bigger than yours. Oklahoma versus FSU. Beautiful. I, I think that's perfect. It, it that's encompasses awesome. both programs. It's a state rivalry. It's a, it's a rivalry. It's you awesome. get a little rivalry out of that too. I like that. Okay. All right. Let's think here. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Uh, 
So you know what? I, I have to. I have to say, I'm actually looking on. I googled game day signs, and I'm just looking at them right now. Well, the ones that give you the before. memories, you know, when you see that, that still counts in yeah. my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The the uh, one one that I, I remember. There's a good story behind it, at least. Sam Ponder pet my mullet. That was at uh, Fargo. <laughs> I remember that because it was my second show traveling, and I saw the sign, and I, I told Sam, I was like, hey, you know, this guy has this sign over there. Why don't you, you know, go over there and, and pet his mullet? Yeah, and, his mullet and, <laughs> and she was like, really? Would that be funny? And, hey, just go, just do it. And, like, she goes over there. We banked it. It was a funny shot. Ended up being in our tees for, like, a year. So awesome. uh, That's yeah. great. Sam, Sam Ponder pet my mullet. That's, that's incredible. I, I did not know that that ever happened. So, Good, good pick there. Great pick. Yeah. All right. All right. I'm going to go game day specific. I'm going Lee Corso is Gossip Girl. <laughs> Interesting. I love it. Don't really know what it means. I mean, XOXO Lee Corso sounds great to me. I'm going Lee Corso is Gossip Girl. I, interesting pick there. Okay. It's a good mid-round pick. Oh, yeah. Right. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's see here. Uh, I'm going to steal one from longtime game day producer Lee Fitting, who uh, he, he always claimed this one as his favorite. It, it, it was a beaut. Uh, there was a there was a show where we caught a guy. He was just wearing. He just had a sign that said, "I'm Asian," <laughs> and you know, an Asian guy just holding the sign up said, "I'm Asian," and it was so random and so simple and so <laughs> perfect. And like it spawned so many uh, that came from that. Um, so I'll go with that one. That's, that's great. Incredible. Yeah. All right. I like um, that oh, This is getting tougher. I think I'll give you a choice. Do you want to, do you want a Nick Saban one or a Dabo Sweeney one? Give me Dabo. Cause we okay. saw him. Right. You know, it could be from BC. Yeah. Dabo takes two bites to eat a potato chip. I like it. <laughs> I like that a lot. That might be my favorite from uh, your pick so far. I like that. We saw a lot of funny Dabo and Trevor Lawrence ones. Dabocado. Yeah. We that kept, one of ours. Yeah. yeah. Drew, we kept a sign in our room. It, we didn't make it, but it was, Dabacado, and it was just a green poster board, uh, a drawn-on avocado with Dabo's face right in the middle. And our friends loved it. We kept it in the room for the rest of the year. Might still have it somewhere, but <laughs> <laughs> that was a cool one, I guess. Honorable mention. All right, Drew, give us your fourth. All right, so I think the best signs we see every single year are at the Army-Navy game, hands down. Mm. Um, there's so many, like, inside jokes, like, you know, academy jokes, um, that only the midshipmen and the cadets sort of know back and forth, but you kind of get it over the years. You sort of start picking up on their inside jokes. It's so good. Anyway, um, and they just love taking shots at each other. <laughs> Here's Army waits half an hour after eating to go swimming. <laughs> that's, <laughs> like, great. That's, the, that's great. That's awesome. Beautiful. All right, and our final picks from final both pick. sides. All right, so... Obviously, we dragged some people down to college game day uh, because we knew that if we didn't, they would regret it the rest of their lives. Yeah. Uh, you know, not some, a couple of girls that necessarily didn't want to be there, weren't really, into like, the whole football terrible. thing. Yeah, exactly. But we knew that they would regret it if we did not bring them. So we took it upon ourselves to get as many people as possible down to game day. Okay. So this one is for the people who are there not for football, but just because of the spectacular show going on okay. in front of them. Okay. So. I'm going with you people are blocking the library. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. I love that one. Okay. Good pick. All right. And Drew, cap it off. Let's hear your final pick. Oh, boy. 
Oh man, I don't know if I have another one here. Um, Make up one on the spot well, about yourself. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll give a special shout out to my buddy Dave Baffa, WZBC alum. There you go. Showed up last year at, at BC uh, <laughs> right after Ruth Bader Ginsburg broke her hip, <laughs> and he, he just simply had a sign that said like "RBG, get better soon." Like, you know, <laughs> okay, great. sure, why not? So Baffa, if you're listening, uh, great job with that one, bud. Incredible, awesome. That was a great draft and a great way to cap <laughs> off an awesome interview. So, yeah. Drew, thank you so much for joining us today. We had a blast. I hope you did too. And um, have a great year. I mean, yeah, we're it. excited to see where game day goes throughout the year. Maybe, yeah, maybe we can see you again if BC somehow wins all those swing games <laughs> and it hasn't lost yet. But I, I don't know. It might be, be tough. Shit. Yeah. I would hope, look, I would just hope that if, if BC is rolling, and we get to a point where that Florida State game matters and means something, like, the campus should be tuned up, you know, and the campus should be excited about football. And, you know, you, even if it's a, a, a typical BC season, you know, seven wins, hopefully eight, like, it's still big-time college football on campus, and there's something to be said for that. So, um, you know, hope you guys have a blast, and uh, hope to see you guys out there at some point this season. Sounds good, definitely. Thank Drew. you so much, Drew. Have a great one. Yeah, thanks again. Dude, Bye. Thank you.